0: The call center and contact center podcast, where we try to give you some actionable items to take back your call center, improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. How's everybody doing? Happy Friday. As I am recording this episode, it is the 28th of August, rapidly moving into uh, into fall here in the, uh, in the Northeast, kind of my favorite time of year. Get the sweatshirts on, I would say watch some Penn State football, but... I guess that's a topic for another day. We'll see if that actually happens. Now they're they're actually the Big Ten is actually talking about coming back right after the election, which is raising a raising some eyebrows around here. But anyway, what I wanted to talk to you today is about customer journey mapping and finding out root causes of service issues. Let me play a game here and, and see if if some of you can relate to this. How many of you have? maybe been called up to your boss or or to a board and you know sat down as they're reviewing maybe monthly or quarterly you know service statistics and they you know they see service level looks okay but they keep focusing on CSAT and NPS scores and why they're low and the assumption is that you're doing a poor job in the call center that the call center associates are not servicing properly that there's a huge issue with the contact center and a lot of times, you know, you, you you don't know what to tell them other than we're training all the time. Um, I have a great staff. We're tenured. Our turnover is low. Our, our, our key stats are really are really good. Service level, handle time. You know, this team is, is seasoned. We're, we're doing well. And they come back to you and say, well, obviously you're doing something wrong because we're not servicing customers. Our NPS score is low. Our CSAT score is low. If they're looking at sentiment, it's not looking good. So what do you do, and, and how do you combat that, one, and two, how do you fix the problem? Because that's the bottom line, whether you're getting yelled at or not. Obviously, there's a problem or there's a disconnect somewhere. So how do we how do we give ourselves a little ammunition to go back and, and explain really what's going on, first of all, and second of all, how do we fix it? Well, that's where customer journey mapping really comes into play. And there's, there's a lot of different ways to do this, and I'm not going to get deep into how to do it. Um, we'll probably maybe do a whole episode on the the ins and outs of that, but you know, there people do customer a, a lot of sales organizations do that, right? They they map the customer journey from you know maybe seeing a, a, an ad or a social media post or you know, something that 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 piqued interest, and then you know what do they do next? Where do they go? Where do they search? Uh, do they contact? Do they go to your website? <coughs> Excuse me. Do they? Do they buy online? What does that process look like? And, and kind of a, a visual interpretation of, of what the customer is doing. Well, we can do kind of the same thing on the service end and, and find out really what's going on, you know, through the through the process. And then we can expand it to what are some of the other ways that the, the customer is interacting with our organization? And maybe that's the problem. So what I would, what I like to do, especially this, this is huge on the consulting side. When, when you know, a customer will come to me, or even I have turned down business because uh, we, we may have a customer who comes to me or a potential customer who comes to me and says, "Tom, the call center that I have, my outsourced partner, they're not doing a good job because our CSAT scores and our NPS scores are are they're terrible. They're doing a terrible job," and I. You know, I'll look at the stats and I'll see that, you know, service levels look good and all those kind of efficiency stats look look right. You know, we'll do some blind monitoring and, and I'll go back to them and say, hey guys, listen, I would love your business, but this call center is doing a pretty good job. Um, I think you may have some issues elsewhere. And we can find that out one by, by doing some customer mapping, uh, some journey mapping. Another way that we can kind of Use data is by looking at speech analytics and seeing if some of those issues that we may think on the customer journey are showing up in the calls as well. Because a lot of times, and I would say most of the time, they're going to correlate. And what I mean by this is, you know, if you have a problem with your product, right? Let's say you make a widget, and the widget every time it gets sent, you know, there's pieces of it missing. Um, There's issues with the packaging, uh, you know, whatever. There's just problems with with that piece of the pie. This customer is going to call into the customer service center. And a lot of times, no matter what we say as customer service professionals to try to get them, you know, kind of amped down and and try to solve their problem, right? They're still not going to be happy because the experience wasn't good for what they actually wanted, which was to buy that certain product and then go about their day. Now they gotta make this extra phone call, they gotta spend this extra time doing this. And those are what shows up on NPS and CSAT scores, right? More than if the rep was rude on the on the call or if the rep was super nice on the call. So customer journey mapping can play into this, right? So we can actually go and look and say, okay, what's the whole process of how this customer is interacting with our company, right? How are they interacting on the service side? And then we can drill down even to, you know, from when a phone call gets made, what does that path look like from hitting the IVR to going down this certain path or pressing one, two, or three, or saying one, two, or three? Is that painful? Is that an issue? Is that just a process that nobody likes doing? Um, Is the routing tree just kind of screwed up and, and cuts people off and leaves people hanging? Um, how is the the chat and how are you initiating chat? Do you have your chat up, but cu- but nobody's on the other end, right? So basically you have that box up, but are you saying, hey, we'll get back to them in 24 hours? You know, things like that that aren't rep issues that are kind of thorns in the side of service have nothing to do with the actual call center rep servicing calls. They have everything to do with the culture, the policies, the procedures that the organization has set up that affects the servicing quality. I I, I hope that that makes sense. So there's so many things now because of technology, because of e-commerce, because of websites, because of different channels to communicate that we can screw up. And you know who takes the brunt of that? The call center rep. So anytime that you are seeing that you think your team's doing well, But you have CSAT scores that are low. You have NPS scores that are low. You know, it may be a good idea to sit down and kind of draw out all the touch points that the customer is dealing with. What are you hearing on calls? What are some areas that, that are outside the call center that are, that are posing problems? And again, I personally love speech analytics for this because all this data shows up, right? So, you know, sometimes we do a a, a journey map. A customer journey map, and then we correlate it to speech analytic data. You know, if we have a customer who's having an issue, I like to kind of do it the other way, and I'm going to come to them and say, "Hey, listen, we have we have a bunch of 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 keywords that are negative keywords on self service model website. Um, we drilled down to website, and we found out that it's uh this there's a specific form that is a sales form that's not populating. Or it's slow; it's delaying the, the the interaction, and really drill down into those things, and then we can kind of journey map it and find out maybe other areas that that are posing problems to customers that are not the the customer service center's fault. So, again, shorter podcast; just a kind of quick quick note, but I think it's really important that a lot of times, especially with if you're listening to this podcast, you are a call center geek, right? <laughs> you're not listening this to because it's it's just like the funnest, most enjoyable thing ever. Hopefully you're getting information because you want that information to improve your center. And that's kind of the rush that you're getting out of this, not actually hearing my voice, <laughs> you know, just just kind of you know drone on about customer service and call center topics. Um so if you are into this and you see that there are issues. Uh, with some of your servicing that you just can't put your finger on, you don't have speech analytics to kind of validate that to your higher ups. Sit down and, and journey map and think through if you are the customer, you know what are all the touch points that they're doing with your organization and where can things go wrong? right? And you know those are some of the things that you can bring to your boss and say, hey, listen, I really believe that our service center is doing a great job. In our monitoring, we're hearing some of this. I've done this journey map, and th- I think this is really the problem. It's, it's when the customer um, goes onto the website and is trying to order this. There's always an error that pops up on this. Um, we're starting to hear that in the call center. Be very proactive with that. You know, that's the other thing too. Is it's always better for for you to bring this information to your boss or to the you know head of customer service or the head of customer support in your organization than for them to to read and, uh, a, a report that says you're doing a poor job or he thinks that the call center is doing a poor job so you know it's really important to stay on top of it make sure that you kind of have your ears to the to the ground that if things are popping up in, the, in your calls that that customers are getting frustrated on um, make sure that you're you're not ignoring that. Right, because you're the one that's going to end up getting bit if you do ignore the things that the customers are saying. Obviously, it's poor, for, poor, just overall uh, a, a poor business model, right? But second of all, the call center is going to get beat up. The call center is going to get blamed. So you have to be really proactive with a lot of the information that you have, because a lot of times it's not the call center's fault. It's the processes, the policies, it's the procedures that the organization has played in. But it's not good enough to say that you got to really figure out, or your team needs to figure out. You know, at what piece of the pie is 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 something broken? So, again, that's that's been kind of resonating in my mind for for a while. You know, we we get this a lot with um, with our our call center clients, right? So, if we have a client that you know comes to us and they're having issues, um, they move their program over to Expedia, and we're still having lower customer sentiment scores. Uh, I'm super proactive then at looking and finding out what is the root cause of that issue. Because if I don't do it and these reports go out, it's gonna look like we're just servicing poorly when we're not. So, you know, again, that's a it's a it's good for the customer. It's good for you to understand that it protects your call center agents from you know undue scrutiny that that they're not that they don't deserve because <laughs> You know what? Working in a call centers hard enough. We're going to make mistakes, but we don't need to be blamed for things that uh, that aren't our fault. So again, customer journey mapping. We'll get deeper into this in a couple more podcasts of actually how to do it. There's a ton of really cool um, things online as well um, that you can kind of check out to, to kind of start to think that through. Um, <clears throat> but that's that's kind of what I have for you guys today. Um, over this past week, we have had about another. I think it's sixty-five or 72, right around in there. I forget what the final count is. Um, Members join our texting community, the Advice from a Call Center Geek texting community. So if you just want to text Call Center Geek to 814-247-0366, it'll ask you a couple questions. They'll get you signed up for the texting community. I just sent out, I think, 125 books to all the members of the community that we had as this week. So we're trying to do some some cool things and, and give you guys some exclusive content to, to try to help. Again, I don't sell it all in it. You'll never hear really about Expedia. It's just kind of more ways for for me to interact with you guys. And then if you have any questions, I just did a about an hour long, really just a, a BS talk, not BS, but a you know a, a session uh, with a member. Um, and we just talked. He had some questions. He's new to the industry. He has a really awesome analytical background. Um, so really good with the numbers, but then, you know, it's now it's just correlating some of the call center concepts with that. So, you know, we kind of talked and hopefully I can help him through that. So if any of you guys want to just kind of literally have just a – we can set up a, a Zoom call and, and, and have a quick talk. And um, hopefully if there's any specific questions or if you're new, you have done this with multiple uh, listeners and, and subscribers. So, again, thanks, guys. I hope you have a, a great weekend. If you are uh, listening to this the day that I'm uh, posting it here on Friday – Um, But if not, I will talk to all you guys next week.